Hi, I'm Mathai Fen. I'm 58 years old and I live in India. I actually live two lives. Something like Batman and Bruce Wayne. On the outside, I'm a cognitive psychologist with a PhD from IIT Bombay. That's one of the better known institutions in India. I also have several decades of teaching experience within India and abroad. I've taught courses in management and behavioral courses. If you want to learn more about me just google my name. There's only one Mathai Fen on the internet. That's M A T H A I space F E N N. There's a story behind the name, but that's for another day. This podcast is not about my outer life. It's about my inner life. It's about my quest to understand life, the world and my part in it. Perhaps the answer lies in the idea that we do not have to understand life in order to live a good life. Anyway, this podcast is not about the final answers, it's about the journey. And boy, have I loved every moment of it. I hope you enjoy it too. If nothing, I hope it helps you ponder the mysteries of life. By the way, among the several hats that I wear, one of them is as a life coach. So if you would like to take some time out to talk about your life and where it's headed, do reach out to me. But you have to find me first. That should not be too hard. Several years ago, Ray Kurzweil, the te- chief technology officer of Google, made a prediction and said that at the rate artificial intelligence is going, very soon machine intelligence will overtake human intelligence. Now he's not saying that there will be one machine like Deep Blue or you know one of those specialist machines. It's not that it's one machine. maybe he's talking about the total intelligence processing power available to machines along with the data sets that are available together they will represent a next step in intelligence which is which will overtake human intelligence what happens then what happens when machines as a collective get smarter than humans as a collective Remember we don't know whether we are going to have a collective consciousness from this um machine intelligence is it going to be one consciousness like skynet that's ruling the world or are we going to have a lot of small intelligent bots like human beings all coexisting in a community we don't know that yet but ray goodswill says that when machine intelligence crosses human intelligence we have what is called a singularity it's a singularity because we really don't know what's going to happen from there because obviously machine intelligence is more than human intelligence whatever we can think of may not work in the future and ray kurzweil calls this the singularity of course his book was called the coming singularity 
this is an important question to bear in mind for all young people and old people today because this is probably the most important event that's coming up in the future more recently yuval harari seems to say that we are on the cusp of an evolutionary point as human beings it means that in a short time homo sapiens time is over remember yuval harari had his famous book called sapiens he says the time of homo sapiens are over and we are on the cusp of a new species emerging and he goes on to say that this is not biological evolution but this is intelligent design those of you who are familiar with the dis- debates of evolution versus creation knows the word intelligent design was applied to creationist point of view or people who believe that god created the earth and everything in it so there was intelligence behind creation i won't go into that uh, in detail but i just wanted to throw two words out there one has to do with the word teleology teleology means that there is a, a design that somebody has in mind when you're going to create a new building you have a blueprint of the building and then you start working on it and reach the end point which is already imagined so teleology always assumes that there is a design in mind everything is moving towards that design and we are in the process of getting somewhere so that is the idea of teleology on the other hand on the opposite side is biological evolution biological evolution on the other hand does not work with this notion of a future where things are going to be this way and we are on the process of going there biological evolution follows by one generation or one of a species that has um a thousands of different mutations for the most part these mutations don't survive in fact they sometimes even kill us there are there is even a theory that says that um, cancer is mutated cells it's part of human evolution and part of biological evolution but anyway a good number of those mutations don't work because they put the person at a disadvantage sometimes it makes it difficult to breathe sometimes the heart may stop beating any which way those individuals die off and even otherwise even if they do the basic human needs or do provide the basic human needs it is still possible that they may not be able to earn a living for themselves they may not able to conduct themselves may not have a marriage or may not be able to reproduce again these individuals do not pass on their genes to the others successful mutations on the other hand become better they get an edge in life and therefore their mutations get passed on this process is called the stochastic process so there is a teleological way of looking at things and there's a stochastic 
way of looking at things the important thing about stochasticity is that there is no plan towards which we are moving it's these random events and the combination of the constraints of those of of survival the constraints of survival put together with random events is what makes the future that is a stochastic point of view so how what does all this mean if what is this new thing that's emerging i think if you i think if we look back in the last 25 years and see how things have changed so much how knowledge transmission has changed how even learning important things schools for example universities that have been unchanged for centuries have changed so dramatically especially in the last 3 or 4 years the way of education has changed um a new mutation of the virus is likely to extend the lockdown conditions that we have now become more or less accustomed to so there are fundamental changes that are happening in society this is led by technology on the one hand by constraints on the other hand and i think it is important that we need to keep an eye on what's happening and where the future is going so that's the important thing we also need to not just hear this in general we have to ask ourselves on a personal basis what does all this mean how is the world changing so that's something that we're going to be discussing um, a lot in the future but here let me talk about just one or two things the first thing i want to talk about is the idea of intelligence and does intelligence mean consciousness that is a question that we don't have an answer to just because a machine has huge amounts of processing power and huge amounts of data does it become conscious is consciousness an outcome of intelligence we don't know we really don't even know how to define consciousness but we do know that we are conscious we can experience consciousness and that itself has a lot of questions there for example if all my knowledge and my processing power could be uploaded to a computer does that mean my consciousness is uploaded to a computer or is it important for example when i sleep i'm not conscious when i wake up i'm conscious again but i see all of this is continuity so is continuity important for consciousness that's another set of questions we have to answer so one of the questions that we have to ask ourselves is does intelligence necessarily lead to consciousness this is a question that nobody seems to be asking many people just take it for granted but i think that's an important question The next question is what is life going to look like for me? For example, what does it mean to grow old maybe 50 years later or maybe 30 years later? What does it mean to grow old? What is the world that I'm going to be living in? What 
kind of career do i focus on in a world increasingly taken over by algorithms and uh, computers and artificial intelligence where is the path that i make what are the skills that i should acquire where should i focus on in the future i know in today's world there's a large number of young people who feel lost who don't feel the kind of assurance that was felt maybe 50 years ago that if you did this then your career is assured today a number of young people feel lost because they don't know which way to go and that's an important thing you can't just ignore that so we have to ask the question of where is the future leading and we have to ask the question of how does that impact me and i think both of these questions are important and i'm hoping that you will spend some part of your day or your week thinking about this question so that you can plan ahead for this new world for this new the arrival of the new species remember what happened to all the other two-legged apes um from neanderthals to homo erectus to all of those things they did not become homo sapiens they got wiped out by homo sapiens so when a new consciousness emerges or or perhaps even not even consciousness when a new species emerges will that spell doom to us and how are you going to be able to navigate the future finally i need to say that most people seem to be saying that finally i want to say that most people seem to be saying that all the future that we can see with technology all of that finally i want to say that the future is not all bad it's interesting how i hear very few good things about facebook about social media about tiktok i hear very few good things but the fact is that there's a lot of good there there are these short videos how come we are consuming so much information yuval harari says that the most important thing that determines human beings as different from everybody else or everything else is our ability to tell and consume stories and this huge proliferation of of media on on uh, youtube on tiktok on facebook on whatever social media the huge proliferation is a whole set of new stories being told and that's important that those stories form the basis of who we are new relationships are formed because the traditional ways of building relationships are no longer possible for us so new relationships are formed across cyber media across the internet new stories new new relationships all of this represents a new society that's emerging we can sit back and curse it we can say 
I am getting off social media entirely. We can say we can go against the tide or we can swim with the tide. If we swim with the tide, I think a wonderful future waits for us. Let's not be afraid of the future. Let's step forward boldly. Let's keep our eyes open to see the wonder of things that are happening instead of screwing them tightly shut and pretending to shut out the world and shut out change. The future is here. It's not a bad thing at all. How are you preparing for it?